0: you would fall on deaf ears Lord and I just pray that you would illuminate your word to us tonight Lord and that we can just be with family Lord and then we can just come before you and that you're just we're here with you and we're here with each other and we can just fellowship and just grow closer to each other and closer with you and just do it for you Lord we love you Um Lord we just surrender to you and um be low before you God and um just humble our hearts and you are king and you reign and I pray that you would just be the center of all of our hearts and that we will lift you up tonight God um and that we will lift each other up that you would lift us up as we lift you up, Jesus. I just love you. Thank you for who you are. Um, and I just pray that um you be glorified in our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Cool. Um, yeah. So this has been. I'm sorry. I know I promised last week that we would. <laughs> keep on going to Matthew 5, but this has just been something that's been really heavy on my heart that I'm going to kind of share with you guys tonight. And I guess I, I want to preface it with a couple of things. Um, one, this is not a TED Talk. Um, every single week when we show up on a Thursday or a Tuesday or whatever it might be, we're not presenting TED Talks. Um, I'm not presenting something that you can hopefully, you know learn and that hopefully that you oh my gosh Lex thank you for that incredible truth I I I, I don't want it to feel that way I don't want TED talks here um, and I don't want guys group to be TED talks I don't want girls group to be TED talks I don't um, where you just take it and then say all right see you later we'll see you next time mm-hmm. I thing, right um, I, I want you guys to know that everything that I say that Madison says that Blake says um, is for, um, is because we love you. At the end of the day, it's really just because we love you. It's not because we feel like we have something to prove and not because we feel like we have something to impart unto you. Um, it's, I, at the end of the day, every single sermon that I will ever preach is something that I've already talked to myself about and the Holy Spirit's already talked to me about. Uh, so, as I, as I prepare these things, it's not just me saying, cool, this would be really cool for Jaden to hear because I know exactly what he's going through. And I really want him to understand. No, it's, I, I don't prepare my servants in that way. It's just what's fresh on my heart and what the Lord has a uh, kind of put upon my heart. Um, and I, I hope that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that in some, in some circles there there are these TED Talk churches, and I, I'm not going to talk about them, but I know that that's probably what we're really, really used to and what's very prominent where you come and go. Uh, it's not what, it's not my heart behind it, it's not Madison's heart behind it, and I will speak on behalf of Blake. It's not Blake's uh, heart behind it either. It's mm-hmm. truly because we love you. Um, and I think it's the beautiful thing about what we do here at the home is I, I and Madison have the privilege of inviting you guys into this place called our home. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not because we want to impart something. It's because we care. So I hope you guys understand that. And I hope that is not just because I'm not saying that in reaction to anything. I just want to say it. Um, And I, and I kind of want to bring this word tonight with that backdrop so that you understand that this is not a pastor, (laughs) congregation relationship. This is a friend-friend relationship as I bring this message to you. Yeah, there are some messages where I don't use as many we's or (laughs) I's. Um, I get that. There are some of those that are more you focused, right? Or I do use the verbiage you. Um, This is not one of those. This is a we. This is an I. Um, And I want to, again, I want to make sure that you guys understand that before you hear any of the words that I'm about to speak. Uh, because at the end of the day, you guys are my friends. I've gotten, uh, frankly, I've got nothing to teach you. I really don't, you know, I, yeah, cool. I've been around on this earth a little bit longer and I can give you advice, but I've got nothing to teach you. Uh, Holy spirit's the only one who can teach you. Um, and I fully am aware of that. Um, that's why I don't ever want these to turn into Ted talks, uh, where literally I'm, Hey, this is a really cool thing. All right. See ya. Here's that cool thing. Hopefully you hang on to the brochure, right? It's not what this is. Um, I think in this season, it's going to become more and more prevalent or frankly, you're going to get more and more frustrated because you're not, because you want the Ted talk thing. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. You want to be told, you want all of these things and that's just not what it's be. Um, it's not the way it's ever been. Um, even frankly, even if somebody has tried to make it that way. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes. So this whole word tonight is, yes, something that the Holy Spirit has made manifest in my own life um, and not the manifest that I like. (laughs) But I guess the better word is made convicted over my own life. Um, And it's this whole, it's this concept that he's kind of bringing to me of, um, yes, I've used the verbiage of, Like, what God are you following with a little G, right? And I think I can wrap my head around that. um, And I think I have wrapped my head around that. But in this kind of place that I'm at right now, in this growing that I'm in right now, I kind of want to change that mentality over my life to what God is it in a moment. Mm. Instead of what God am I serving at large, right? Because I can put these blanket statements all the time over my life. Of like, well, I am actually blank, fill in the blank, but in a moment, what God am I following? All I, I mean, we make millions of decisions every single day yeah. without even giving thought to it, right? I mean... I think there was a study that happened where they said there is this many decisions that you make in one day on average. And you know, I am in this, in this place of analyzing those decisions and what God am I following in that decision that I am making? What God am I actually submitting to when I make a decision to go left or right, whatever it might be. Right. Um, So, with that, we have this tension. We have this rubber band, right? We have this tension that is is being stretched every single day, right? This rubber band that is stretched between two posts, good or bad, right? And I think Blake put it really, really well in Guys Group, and I want to give him credit for this because I never thought of it this way. But he says, yeah, I mean, everybody says that we have three decisions to make, but at the end of the day, we really just have two decisions to make, and I'm just this middleman, right? I love the way he put it because I've always just been like, well, I could either do what the Lord wants me to do, do what the enemy wants me to do, or do what I want to do. The funny thing is I've given myself excuse of like, well, I'm not doing what the enemy wants me to do. I'm doing what I want to do, right. right? And it's all of these yeah. things. It's like, okay, how all of these decisions that I'm making on a day-to-day business, business Basis. Basis, thank you. On a day-to-day basis, it all boils down to, in a moment, what God am I serving? Um, we have this tension of what am I going to buy into, right? We have this tension of who do I say Jesus is. In a moment, not at large, because I understand large. I can answer that question every single day. I can answer that question with a gun to my head, whatever it might be. Right? Who is Jesus? Okay. He is the Lord above all, the Son of the living God. Right? I can say that because why I know that scripture. Right? But in a moment, what does that look like? Oh God, am I actually following in a moment? Um, and again, I'm not, I'm by no means, again, I'm like approaching this as an easy topic, as an easy, fun thing to talk about because sometimes it kind of sucks to talk about because it makes me look at myself in the mirror unrobed here i am kind of thing right it makes me uncomfortable right so i love these stats uh just because i think it paints this really pure picture of what we see okay so i'm going to give you a little uh, a couple little surveys here okay um and i've i've used these this this survey before in the past so you might remember it if you if you've been around a little bit um so there's this there's a there's a lot of truths out there, and here here's kind of the um, stats for you, and this is based on 10,000 people, okay? Survey of 10,000 people, kind of like Family Feud, all right? Here it is: 22 percent of people say Jesus sinned while he was on Earth. Okay, 22 percent of people. You know nothing about this 10,000 people yet, okay? Wait, 22 people 22 percent. Say Jesus sinned while he was on Earth. Okay, terrifying. Thirty-eight percent say you can go to heaven by being a very good person. Okay, so I always like to look at you know the flip side of that. So here, here is it in other words. Seventy-eight percent say Jesus was truly perfect. Which hey, that's pretty good, right? Seventy-eight percent. You know that's yeah. a B plus. Um, you know, that was what I worked really hard for in school. So 78% was, you know, really nice for me. Uh, yep, not so much for Katie, but that's all right. Um, then the other side what, uh, was 62% say being a good person isn't enough. Okay, cool. So we have majority, right? That's good, right? But the bummer part is, let me tell you about this 10,000 people. Okay? These 10,000 people were people your age. Who went to church every single Sunday, who grew up in a Christian home, who are Christian students.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. So it's like, all right, (laughs) in a moment, who are they saying God is, right? This is an overarching problem, but in a moment, they answered this decision with these stats right? 22% out of 10,000 people. I don't even know how many people that is, but it's not, not good. Right. Okay. So yes, that's a bummer. It's, it's sad and it, yeah, it it does make me sick. Right. It does. You know, it's, if I'm being honest, it makes me really, really bummed out because in my opinion, those, those two questions are very fundamental. Um, very, you know, like, even if you don't believe in Jesus, you probably still think that he was perfect because why you've probably heard it somewhere. Right? Uh, so it, it kind of makes me bummed out. Um, but the question then uh, I need to ask myself is who do I say Jesus is right? Who is Jesus? Do You know, Christianity is tangible and interactive. Do you know that all the stuff in the Bible, in that book actually took place and actually happened and is true? Do we know that demons are real? Do we know healing in the name of Jesus is real? Do we know that Pentecost actually happened? All of these things, right? So just the level set, Jesus is God, right? Yeah. We understand that yes. he is God Almighty. He's the son of the living God. Mm-hmm. That cannot be revoked from him. He, he paid for it, yeah. right? He bought that. Um, but you see most people and you know, maybe even some of us in the room, like we're being really honest with ourselves are not experiencing him in a saturating way in every single aspect of our lives and myself included. Right. Again, I, I want to make sure that you know that I'm not talking down to you tonight. Okay. Because guys, work gets really, really busy for me. It does. It happens. And my focus does not stay on the Lord 24 seven, right? I wish it did. I wish my dream life was full of the Lord, but it's not. Sometimes it's black, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about really weird things that I don't even know I could even think of. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it's the Lord kind of thing, so, <laughs> you know? Um, so all of these kinds of things. And so I guess the, the two big questions tonight is who is Jesus to you in a moment? And what is, what God are you actually following in that moment? Okay. Who is Jesus to you in a moment? And what God are you actually following in that moment? Okay. So I want to kind of go through a couple different stories tonight in the Bible um, and kind of paint this picture of, Who was Jesus in that moment? Cool. And I want us to, as weird as it is, place ourselves in those stories and really actually think, how would I respond? What decision would I make in that moment? Right? Because, yeah, I love the stories in the scripture. And I love how most of the time they were the right decisions that were made. And that's how we learn, right? But I think a bigger way of how to actually learn what Lord I am actually serving and following in that moment is to place myself in the disciple. place myself in these different people's shoes. Is that cool? Is this fun? Yes. Yeah. And feel free to interject, you know, please, okay? Is this one recorded? But if we need to get real, I'll shut it share it okay um i'm cool with that all right not every single thing needs to be recorded and needs to be published to the entire universe right um so i understand that um that's fine cool
2: cool
1: all right so let's turn to uh, luke 9 luke chapter 9 verse 12 Actually, let's start in verse 10. Luke 9, verse 10. Everybody there?
2: In there? Yeah, yeah,
1: good, cool. I'm going to read all the way through, um, I'm going to read all the way to 17 for now. Okay, cool. So it reads, on their return, the apostles told him that all told him all that they had done, and he took with them and withdrew apart a town called Bethsida. When the crowds learned it, they followed him, and he welcomed them and spoke to them of the kingdom of God and cured those who had need of healing. Weird speaker. Verse twelve. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowds away to go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and to get provisions, For we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, Jesus said to them, You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. And then they replied, We have no more than five loaves and two fish. Unless we are to go, buy, go and buy food for all these people, right? Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Then 14. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. And they did so. Had them all sit down and taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven and said a blessing over them. And Jesus broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And they all ate and were all satisfied. And what was left over was picked up 12 baskets of broken pieces. Okay. So cool story. I know we've heard it before, but I like to read it. So it's fresh, right? I could have summarized it, but I think just reading it and putting our eyes on it does something. Okay. So his disciples, are tired, hungry, and tell Jesus what to do, okay? I want you to catch that first, all right? I will loop back to it, but I'm going to do a quick summary, okay? The disciples tell Jesus what to do. Tell everybody, you know, tell them to go, tell Jesus to tell them to all go and to find a restaurant and eat, right, kind of thing, right? Okay, then Jesus replies and says, you feed them. You actually sit them down and make them a meal and feed them, right? Crazy, All right. And then he gets these loaves and these fishes and he breaks them and feeds 5,000 people. They were all satisfied and they were all happy and they had leftovers. Okay. So what's crazy to me is in this moment. And again, journey with me tonight. Okay. Stay with me tonight. Don't get distracted. We're talking about the son of the living God tonight. If you get distracted. Don't. Okay, <laughs> so there I, I said you. That will be one of the only. Okay, um, so w- with this, what's crazy is put your sh- put yourself in the shoes of the disciples tonight. Okay, for this story. Okay, we'll go into the other ones, and, but just for for this story of feeding these people five thousand. Yes, mm-hmm. of feeding these folks. Think of the disciples. Okay, and then you're there. you're one of them. Okay? This is a fascinating way to look at it. First decision was what? What do you think the first decision that they made was? The disciples? Yep. Well. Before telling Jesus what to do. What was their first decision? There's a lot of people
3: here. Probably that was something like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I know I'm hungry.
1: Yeah. It's getting late. We got to talk about dinner. So here's my decision. I'm going to go tell Jesus, what to do, right? You're exactly right. They, it's this weird thing, right? I, the cool thing is they went to Jesus, but they told him what to do. They bossed him. And I think I give myself that excuse a bunch. Still went to Jesus first,
2: yeah.
1: but I actually told him how I want him to tackle the problem. Yeah. Right? And I, I mean... I think this is really, really important because I love the response of like, okay, we have a, we have a decision to make. Mm -hmm. The decision is probably, there's no way we can feed all these people. So we got to go send them off and help them go find food. And they ran to Jesus first, which good. I'm glad that that was the first reaction. But the bummer part about that first reaction was that the disciples already had what they wanted to do in mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right it, and the motive might have been pure right it, it might have been like jesus like we just got back and we did all of these things right just like it talks about in verse 10 through 11 or whatever it was right we did all these things and we want to share all these testimonies with with the one who has sent out right because again in luke and especially nine it says on the return of the apostles okay, which apostles sent one, yes, Mm -hmm. sent out people, correct? So they were excited to kind of regroup back in the locker room and rally, right? So, yes, there was this selfish kind of aspect of it, but also they probably just wanted some alone time with their king. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just share some stories. We're all tired. Let's have a meal together like we always do, right? Yeah. But that wasn't the case. They already came with an ulterior motive and said, well, let's just send them out. Sounds good, right? So let's send them out so that they can find their own food.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Meanwhile, Jesus is like, no, you feed them. Okay, so now here's here's decision number two. Jesus has this reply of, you feed them. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And what's the decision? Yes or no? Right? So in the moment, in the moment, they say yes. Right? I can't even imagine, right? I can't even imagine saying yes to this task. Right? It's fascinating to me. They say yes, and then they go sit them down in groups of 50. Right? They turned into a waiting staff. So there was two yeses there. Cool. We're going to feed them and we're going to agree to what Jesus told us to do in sitting them in, in groups of 50. Does this make yeah.
2: sense?
1: Okay. So that was the pure answer. That was the pure in the moment, saying, okay, I'm, I'm submitting to my leader. I'm submitting to my king, right? But again, we're putting ourselves in, our, in the shoes of the disciples, right? If Jesus looked at me, and there was a whole valley filled with people, 5,000 strong, right? Mm-hmm. Probably more because the women and children weren't counted in that, right? So let's, let's just be generous, 10,000. And Jesus says, no, you feed them. Who am I? What am I going to do? What are we going to say, right? What if we are? of that 12. <laughs> we make up 12. And Jesus says, "No, you're in charge of feeding them. You got the you got food, right?" Mm-hmm. Do I see my lack or do I see his abundance?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Cuz the lack that's in front of me is the what is it? two fish, five loaves. Yeah. yeah. Two fish, five loaves. That's the lack that's in front of me. Yeah. Like, okay, that's I can't do be. this on my own power. So therefore my decision is,
2: yeah.
1: right? Because that's the way I think, right? Yeah. Like, Jesus, maybe you're a little tired. Maybe we should go somewhere, you know? (laughs) Right? Maybe you're a little out of it, right? I don't know about you guys, but that's the human in me, and that is the, like, holy crap. There's a whole-on stadium full of people, and you want me to feed them with five pieces of bread and two fish.
2: They can do it, but they're not going
1: to be happy. No, it's like, okay, here is... Yeah. I like, you want some craft? yeah <laughs> okay so are you understand yeah. right in that moment what is our response right and yeah I know that this is a a hard hard example to put ourselves in right mm-hmm. but what are, you, what are you lack of right now and where's his abundance right I might be in lack of fill in the blank, but I see the king's abundance. Uh The cool thing is, because the disciples chose rightly, (laughs) they saw (laughs) they saw saw his abundance. Yeah. And they reacted, right? Mm -hmm. Am I so focused on my lack and my lack of ability that I can't see his abundance? (laughs) Because then what's the God in that moment? Who's your God in the moment when you are looking at just your lack?
2: It's you. Yeah.
1: Oh. You. Because what? What's the? What's the question you're answering? I can't take care of it.
2: Oh.
1: I can't do this. Does this make sense? Yeah. So my goal is to paint this picture over and over for you tonight. In that moment where I am lacking. What am I actual, What is my response going to be? And I'm not I'm not encouraging to you. I'm not enc- encouraging you to push God into a corner and demand Him because He is an abundant. But look at Him and say, What do you want? Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Right. Because mm-hmm. they came with a, with an option for Jesus. Jesus says, No, you're going to feed them. And then their now option was to either say yes or no. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Okay. The fascinating part is the disciples do this. Mm -hmm. 10,000 people strong. Let's just use that number. Okay. 10,000 people strong. And the disciples go as 12 men and separate them in fifties. Yeah. Holy crap. How hungry are you now? Right. You know, how hungry are you now? Okay. And the fascinating part about this is Jesus is declaring his abundance here. But he's saying you actually have to work to see it. You have to actually have to do something to see it. Kind of like what you were talking about earlier of the faith and work side, right? It's not I, okay. I can't throw out one, throw out the other. It, I know they they are conjoined and hand in hand kind of thing, right? It is okay. He has set this task before me. He says you feed them, okay. When Jesus says something, what happens? It never bounces. Yeah. <laughs> it never comes back and never returns. Therefore, they're they like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Group 50. Great. Okay. All right. This is going to take some time, but let's do it. Mm-hmm. Right? So then they separate into groups of 50. How long do you think that took? <sighs> knowing yeah. people? Knowing just trying? Like, I don't know if there you guys have ever like, had five. a... Yeah, a class of thirty and you're just like, hey, getting groups of two or groups of three, how long does that freaking take? It takes forever. Yeah. Because why it's people and everybody has their I have, have to people. be with so and so. I need to have a group of five, is it okay? No, no. Groups of fifty. It's precise. Right? It's precise. Mm-hmm. The disciples didn't say, Well, I think Jesus it would be easier for groups of thousand. Is that cool? <laughs> No, Jesus fed groups of 50, and they then did it. They worked. So it's interesting. Some of us are like, okay, well, we lack, and I know Jesus is abundant, so then therefore, here it comes quickly. No, they actually had to do something in order for that abundance to kick in. Yeah. Did you hear that?
2: Yeah.
1: You actually have to do something in order for the abundance to take over. Because then he just blessed the food and said, "All right, start passing it out." Mm-hmm. Right, and then he took it, he took care of it,
2: yeah.
1: and then there was leftovers. Okay, imagine the murmuring that was going on while they were putting the group of fifty two.
2: What
1: is what are these guys up to now? And guess what? There was probably some Pharisees and Sadducees and other doubters out on the outskirts saying like, man, we are full and we're just going to watch this go down and watch Jesus go belly up. How often does this happen in our lives? Not with Pharisees and Sadducees, not with purple robes on, but maybe something they look a little bit different now.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And this, yeah, it could be in the church, could be out of the church, whatever it might be. They see, we see hopefully, it should see abundant. But imagine the murmuring that was happening. Like, why are they putting us in groups of 50? This seems so unnecessary. It'd be so much. It would be so easier, Peter. It would be so easier, Peter, if you just had us come through a line, a double-sided table line, so we could just get it. But, no, I mean, this happens all the time. You have all these decisions, and everybody's got an opinion, which is a beautiful thing about an opinion. And they're telling you, hey, this is the better way to do it, Lex. This is the better way to do it. Mm-hmm. But all they see is how can I take control of the system to make it work better for me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see how is Jesus taking control of the system and how is he taking it, taking care of it way better than anybody else? Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a question.
1: Cool. Let's hear it.
0: I want to ask it.
1: (laughs) Member, we're a family tonight.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, I so you you said that we have like what did the disciples did they trust and like have faith in the Lord and that's what they had to like like they had to have faith in the Lord and like actually do what he said to do to receive his abundance. Is that what you're saying? Like that we have to like do something. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, like I've, I've said in the past and uh, many others have said is faith is a verb, right? Faith is a verb, which then is where the works kind of attaches onto it. Does that make sense? So if they didn't have any trust or faith, then I'm sorry, they're probably going to say, actually, we're going to Chili's down the road. Right. (laughs) You know. Actually, McDonald's seems really fast and convenient, so I can get fed and something into my belly. Right? Yeah, Taco Bell sounds kind of nice right now, right? But like, so I, I, does that make sense, right? They had to have faith in order to actually do that next yes for the Lord.
0: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think it's really fascinating. I'm glad that you asked that. I think it's really fascinating the amount of yeses that the disciples have to had to do in this one scenario, the breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Are you catching that? Right? This isn't just something that, okay, I said one yes and I got my breakthrough. Yeah. This is a series of yeses to get the one breakthrough, which really at the end of the day kind of benefited them. You know, yeah. they got fed. It took them longer to get fed because they were serving everybody else, but it didn't really fully benefit them in, in their entirety but it benefited everybody else mm-hmm. yeah which then like that was the most uh, epic thing that they could have ever done yeah. right mm-hmm. they just again they just got back serving people and healing people and curing people and all of these things right does that make sense mm-hmm. cool all right um let me find where i'm at in my notes well
3: even i mean here's just something about myself that i would think about that same situation like you go out and you're Healing people, you're doing these miraculous. Yeah, and then you come back and you are serving people. It's almost like I don't. I know it's. I'm just being really honest because totally. like I would be like, why am I not eating yet? Like I just did the, all this stuff.
1: Yeah, like come on, like, like we're gonna head out, Jesus, and we're gonna exactly. go heal some more people because right. I felt like that was more kingdom. Like they were feeding me
3: over there, like. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's very I true. I, I I think the same way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, well, Jesus, it was way more fun seeing that leprosy leave. Mm-hmm. It was way more fun unleashing and sharing somebody's destiny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was way more fun speaking in time. It was way more fun all of these things. Yeah. Right. But then Jesus says, actually, you're gonna fill up some seats with and you're gonna pass out bread and fish. Mm-hmm. You got no sermon today. You got no, you know, you got no stage. You got no nothing today. You just have your feet and your hands. Yeah. Now I love that point. I think it's crazy. Right? So I guess the big question is to kind of round this off is who is Jesus to the disciples in that moment? Right? Let's talk about the disciples first. Mm -hmm. Who is Jesus to the disciples in that moment in that story what do you guys think
2: a leader a leader, a leader? great 100%. yeah
1: awesome they're like okay <laughs> we can we can really really buy into this dude right yeah okay
2: Need a friend in the beginning because they're so comfortable telling him
1: totally yeah yeah, yeah. friend because they're like well hey i think this is a really good idea jesus let's go over here yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> Just Madison that's I cool. think in some way a provider
4: just totally. because they like that was the topic you know hey we're hungry okay do this all right cool we'll do that Yeah, no. yeah
1: yep and the cool thing is they still got what their initial want was at the beginning like you yeah. said I think that's really really important right <laughs> She, she does a scream bark every once in a while. It's really weird. Um, but I think it's really important that we do grab that, is that the original ask still got yes, but it was just in a different, different way than they ever experienced and ever thought would happen. Right? Isn't that fascinating? I just love that. Okay? So, again, because we're not the disciples and we weren't there, true. let's paint our own scenario. Okay. Let's take this scripture for what it's worth and say, okay, there was a lack, but I needed to do something else, okay. And then who is Jesus in that decision to you, right? Maybe you haven't even seen the baskets left over yet, right? You haven't seen that that full full provision of the Lord yet in this area of lack in your life, but. Who is Jesus in this scenario to you in that moment? Who is Jesus in that moment in your lack? Okay. I think it's just a good question. to Ask ourselves. Okay. If you don't need to an answer. It's cool. All right. Let's continue on Luke nine verse 18 now. Okay. Let's keep on reading. I know I have um, been reading this a lot lately and it's okay because it's the word of God. And it is Luke 9, 18. And it says, now it happened that he was praying alone and the disciples were with him, which is really funny. He was praying alone, but the disciples were with him. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Was it not corporate? Was not everybody praying at the same time? Were they not holding hands? Whatever. All right. Were they not even praying? Yeah, were they not? Were the disciples not praying? Yeah, we'll touch, touch on that. Thank you. Now it happened that as Jesus was praying alone, the disciples were with him and they asked him, catch this. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they asked, and, and he asked them, sorry, who do the crowds say that I am? After they just served all of these crowds, yes? Mm-hmm. Now set the scene, dinner's done, baskets are full, everything's cleaned up, and then wham, scene shift, here we are. Okay, Jesus is praying alone. Then he says, who do the crowds say that I am? And they answer, of course. (laughs) They say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and uh, and others, and prophets of old have risen, yada, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And then verse 20, then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Okay, and then Peter answers, you are Christ, the son of the living God, right? Okay, so fascinating, yes? What decisions Mm -hmm. are happening? What's the first decision? You see your leader praying. You're not. And yeah, let's let's go down that trail, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't allude to that they were all praying together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Luke would have captured it. Yeah, He was super, super detailed. He was a doctor. He doesn't just miss stuff like that, yeah. right? So it was super, super specific, and the reason he wrote it that way was intentional, yeah. right? So Jesus was praying alone but the disciples were next to him or something like that. Were, yeah. Okay. So what was their first decision?
3: Going down there. Not yeah. to pray. Mm-hmm.
1: Not to pray. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: After they just saw a leader,
4: mm-hmm.
1: right. After they just saw a leader do this amazing thing, they're not praying with that leader. Mm-hmm. Some might say, well, Jesus wasn't telling them to pray. Right. Right. Jesus, Jesus didn't lead them in a time of prayer. Right? Maybe some of you guys would say that to like pastors or youth pastors. Well, he didn't lead us in time of prayer. I saw him over there, but he didn't lead us in it, right? Decision one is it's probably a good time to pray if your leaders pray. Yeah. Right? It's probably a good time to talk to the Father if the Son of the Father is talking to him. Okay. So decision one was to stand by. Right? And I am I, trying not to add language to the scripture, but my mind goes wild when I read this. Because then Jesus stops praying, maybe, and then says, asks them a question. What do the crowds say that I am? Who do the crowds say that I am, sorry. Not what, <laughs> the human. <laughs> Who do the crowds say that I am, right? And they have a quick answer, which is yep. good. And it's a proper answer, because, it's probably what the crowds were saying that he was right. But then he poses the second question. And who do you say that I am? Okay. So again, set the scene. They just fed 10,000 people. Yeah. Jesus just asked, well, Hey, what were all those people saying while you were seeing them? Right. Are you catching this? Yes, yes. What were all of these people saying while you were seating them? And then they listed off what what they heard, what the murmur was. And then he l- drops this bomb on and says, "Who do you guys say that I am?" And of course, Peter, being Peter, quick to quick to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Which I wish there was more the anointing of Peter in this room, but it's okay. <laughs> quick to speak, right? But we'll talk about that later. Zach would laugh at that joke. And nobody else. I laugh. At that. Thank you. I'm just joking okay so then jesus drops his bomb on him and says okay who do you say that i am Mm -hmm. i can't answer that question properly without remembering everything that happened prior yeah because now my vision of jesus looks different why because i just went through something with him yeah Mm -hmm right if i ask you guys after uh, let's let's use blake for an example after blake was healed of le- um, epilepsy i almost said leprosy, leprosy. Uh, <laughs> after blake was healed of epilepsy what did you think blake's response was to that question That a healer yeah oh, right because it was like well that's the last manifest thing that i experienced from god so and, and he's a healer, and I guarantee you, I, I I can't I can't fully remember, but you know Blake was like talking about healing a lot at that moment, right? Yeah. After that, not only did he get healed of epilepsy, but he also you know hit the Lord healed his eyes too, yeah. right? It mm-hmm. brought it gave him full sight again, right? It's like okay, cool. So it was a hot topic in Blake's life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Which is cool. It was a hot topic in my life because I saw it through Blake a lot, too. Mm -hmm. So, again, they saw this lack and all of these people in front of them. And then he comes through in this miraculous abundance that some of us will never see in that manifest way. And then he drops this question on him and says, who do you say that I am? But what's their, what's their answer in that moment? Peter's answer is very different. Yeah. And he didn't say, hey, I'm Peter. I'm speaking on behalf of everybody else. That's just, that's just Peter's answer. What is everybody else thinking? You know, I can't fill in, the, I can't fill in those texts. but
4: they had to think, you know.
1: They had to think something, though. So, again, here I am inviting you to fill those shoes. We are disciples of jesus christ i can't, i'm okay with doing that tonight so let's fill the shoes and say okay who would i say jesus is in that moment right
2: mm-hmm.
1: you guys said a leader mm-hmm. i kind of tricked you you said a leader a friend a provider wizard a wizard a magician <laughs> sleight of hander you know whatever it might be all of these different things right a genie waiting for his next wish kind of thing, you know, right? Oh, well, I prayed for things and they all of a sudden just happened. Oh, he's just a genie. Cool. <laughs> I wonder when my wishes are going to run out, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting, don't you think?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> or would you be influenced by what all the crowds are saying in that moment? Right? I know this is very simple, but I'm sorry I get influenced by what people say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I do. And I'm pretty secure in what I believe and who I think I am and all of these things, you know. It's not like I'm an insecure little boy anymore, you know. But when my father says something, it's like, okay, that sets me back on my heels a little bit. Like my dad, dad, right, my earthly father. Sets me on my heels a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, am I making a good decision right now? Am I being wise right now? Yeah. So I want you to—I don't know—write it down or something. Who would you say that the Lord is in that moment after He just fed ten thousand people? After you said, sat fifty at a time, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe you would think He's a savior because He finally fed you, right? It's like, oh God Almighty, right? Thank you, Jesus. You put food in my stomach, right? Yeah. So little man's <laughs> hurt. Yeah, That's it. A- in our hearts. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. I mean, I, yeah, I can ahead. just straight up, I mean, provider, but not in the sense that we use provider, not in the anointing that he is, is it a provider of all, but almost like,
1: uh, he provided,
3: he provided, yeah, not a, I guess. Yeah. That's like someone who, wow, that was awesome. Like you did that. Like, so glad we ate.
1: Yeah, not part of his character, but what he did. Yeah, it would be the action, not who he is. Interesting, cool. Anybody else want to share?
3: Come on. i
2: think
1: I'd have a different I mean,
0: response.
1: Go ahead. Ashton.
0: Okay. Um, I think that uh, it, I, you know, the disciples have known him like, if I didn't take into context everything else that they've been through with Jesus before this happened, or that they've heard from him, or um, been with him, like, I think if I just, like, didn't know the Lord, I guess, before this happened, you know, I'd be kind of really confused, and, like, I would ask a lot of questions, and I wouldn't exactly know who he was, but I would want to get to know him better, obviously, but, like, knowing what um, I guess, like, it just depends on the context, like, um, with the disciples, like, beforehand and what he was talking about. Because I don't think Peter could have said that, I guess, without, like, knowing Jesus a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. And I'm not, I'm not discounting that. I hope you're not hearing that tonight, guys. But no, no. Like yeah. in the, this is the context, right? He did this amazing thing. And again, I, I don't want us to compare our, our answer against Peter's. I want to know what your answer is
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: right after this happened. Cause all we heard was Peter's answer, which is cool. I, I agree with Peter's answer at large. Right. Yeah. But in this moment, I really want to get that in your head is who is Jesus in that moment? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose it changes.
4: Mm-hmm. A bit. Um, I would probably, in that moment, I would say, "Wow, he's an anointed leader." I'd go that far, right? I think in my head, context of, "Wow, remember when God used Moses to bring the manna?" You know, all those sort of things would yeah. be turning through my head, like, because I think, hey, whether you're a member of the crowd or a disciple, you probably at least have that knowledge. You know, if we're talking about how. Serious. These people were about knowing their scripture and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's the leap I'd probably take in that moment. Yeah. You know. But again, like, well, I will. The moment answer, but I would say I was a member of the crowd
1: versus a disciple in that moment. It might be different. Now, let me pose it this way. Maybe this will help. If this just happened to you before you came here, okay. With your current testimony and everything that you've okay. lived through, yeah okay let's use that backdrop okay because that was peter's answer because of his backdrop like ashton said right Mm -hmm. cool he lived through a lot of different things but okay your backdrop right now cool and you just came from that moment and now jesus is sitting in this room and saying hey what did everybody say about me today right okay Uh are you with me what did everybody say about me today and then you would answer what He's made up. I have a lot of like. Right? He's made up. He's fake. He's just a painting on my grandmother's wall. All of these things is what our culture would say today. Correct? Okay. Is this making sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I mean, like, I just want to really put ourselves in the disciple's shoes tonight. Yeah. Like in all of our capacity right now. Much more sense. Your your entire birth till now, you just got back. Jesus is praying in the room and he stops and says, Hey, what do the crowd say that I am? Great, you fill in the blank. And then he says, Well, who do you say that? Is? You're everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. I don't know the words
3: that I'd be able to put together. Yeah. This is this is including knowing his name,
1: the all of this included, right? All of your knowledge. Yeah, I would, with have
3: him joy, I would probably just start crying.
1: Cool. Probably. So we see, kind of, all right. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. We're cheaters, though. Yeah. Right. We've had a couple more years than the disciples have. They're in maybe year one, maybe year two, with just kind of walking side by side with them. So we're cheaters.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So take yourself back to the first day that you accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's have a lot of fun tonight. Okay. The first time that you said truly, truly yes to Jesus, okay? Yeah. Not that that not the 15th time where you were like, well, my youth leader's is doing that prayer thing again, and I feel like I need to do it. But literally, when you said, no, I am going to be a student of Jesus Christ, right? Honestly. Mine was when I was 17 some sometime in March, right? That's when it was, okay? And then fast forward a year and a half cool great that's awesome so your answer might stay the same Mm -hmm. but maybe jaden's would change
0: yeah (laughs) mine (laughs) would be
1: like holy crap that's not the jesus that i know i'm very uncomfortable (laughs) what just happened this guy is out of his mind yeah right i didn't grow up this way yeah does this make sense yeah yes i just i can't i can't Urge this enough of like, okay, who do I actually say that he is in a moment? Because mm-hmm. I get it, overarching. I understand mm-hmm. that. We all would be in agreement Christ, the Son of the Living God, right? Yes. I get it. Great. I'm glad that we have that fundamental truth. Yeah. But when a freaking train is coming our way, what decision are we going to make? Mm-hmm. Right. And I use that and like, okay, I'm in, I'm in a lot of lack when the train's coming my way. Okay. Right? okay cool does that make sense yes yeah
3: cool yeah can i say something that i've been thinking about almost since we started talking yeah so i was thinking about just the way that i'm looking at this whole thing because it's what i've been trying to do because i'm guessing that's probably what we were trying to do in general like i almost think of how I, mean, I guess that difficult but different the perspective i would have on jesus if i'm there with them, side by side because you're you, you I mean, we have the capacity to see him as the friend that he is, but almost yeah. seeing these miracles happening and like yeah. seeing him on this day-to-day would almost I don't know how to put this without sounding, but like it would it's almost close. I'd be a lot more comfortable. You know when you're around someone for so long, you get way too comfortable? Yeah. It would almost be like that sense where he's Jesus, you don't think you comfortable around him because he's yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But it's almost like when we were talking about how they were telling what to do, I don't know. That's all I could think about. And then you all, I mean, you carry, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, but like, I don't know where I'm doing with this. But like, no, I, I appreciate that was just it. That's that Incredible. Because like, that's the perspective that I have. Like, you know, this is all I can think of. It was like, okay, what if it was someone like Jade or someone like, I mean, the way that I saw that, not yeah. that person, but I get it. Yeah. almost that level
1: of like comfort. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like almost
3: leeway that you
4: give yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. The physical human of Jesus Mm -hmm. being, you know, again, I still feel like a cheater though.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Because
1: I know too much. Yeah. Right. I was thinking the other day, like, man, I wish I could read the Bible for the first time again.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I wish I could. It's just like, cool. I, I've read that a thousand times. Cool. I know it. Great. Let me move on. I wish I could read the Bible for the first time again and like really read it like a little kid in a candy store mm-hmm. and knowing it yeah. holds, you know? So yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't want to use that this, as an excuse. I've used that. No, yeah, and I'm not saying that you are, but I'm, I've used that as an excuse over my life so many times. Right. The disciples are cheaters that had Jesus in the room, right? But I think the disciples would be way more jealous of me. Getting to know the entire... Because I have Holy Spirit in me. Yeah. Holy crap, right? Like... Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I think that's a bigger deal. <laughs> and I'm not diminishing Jesus, but I think the disciples would be so jealous of what we what we have yeah. they didn't have this they were yeah it's cool that they got to write it yeah. but they didn't have this this bible right yeah. they didn't have it they didn't have it to tap into they didn't have all the resources that we do you yeah. know the study yeah. bibles where we can see all the cross cross references references and all of this stuff they didn't have that they yeah they had the person of jesus but there was a lot of Stuff going on. Yeah, the understanding of the Trinity
3: is all I can do. So just yeah, truly understanding that.
1: Totally. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we could spend all night on that, but <laughs> I, I really want to keep on going. Next <laughs> night. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Okay, uh, go to John uh, fourteen. Is this okay?
2: Yep.
1: All right. I'm not doing it for your pleasure, but you know, just want to make sure you're with me still.
2: Yes, we are.
1: Uh, 14, let's do verse, what did I write,
2: 4?
1: Actually, let's just do the top of 14. I just, yeah, top of 14. Are you ready? Yeah, yes. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe, this is Jesus speaking, just to preface it, okay? <laughs> Let not your hearts be troubled believe in god believe also in me in my father's house there are many rooms if it were not so would i have told you that i would that i would go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and will take you myself that where i'm going you may be also oh, that's so cool thank you verse 4 it says and you <laughs> sorry Verse four, and you know the way to where I'm going. That's a statement, not a question. Mm -hmm. And you know the way to where I'm going. Then verse five, Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through me. And you also had known me. Oh, sorry. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do not know him and have seen him. Or you, golly. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. That changes it a lot. Okay. Verse 8. Philip said to him, Jesus, show us the father and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, <laughs> Isn't this awful? Yeah. Uh, have i been so long and you still don't know me philip whoever has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father do you not know do you not believe that i am the father and the father is in me and the words that i say to you i do not speak on my own authority but the father who dwells in me does his work and then verse eleven it says, "Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves." Fascinating. I can't believe that he says that last thing, and how long I've looked, overlooked that. Yeah. Or believe on account of the works themselves. Wow. Well, okay. Let's yeah. study up some more. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> didn't come to mind when
1: I Okay, so guys in the Bible struggled with who Jesus was yet again. This is different people, okay? This is Thomas and Philip, okay? This is cool. They touched, they saw, they experienced, they saw healings, they saw him cast out demons, heard his voice, heard him teach, and they struggled with understanding who he was and is. One. I guess I should find a little comfort in that. Right? Not to ease my already you know, convicted heart over this matter, but I should find a little comfort in that just because of exactly what you were saying, Tommy, It's they were with him. They were breathing the same freaking air as him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were sharing clothes maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't know <laughs> what they were doing back then. Right? I think of them kind of a Zach and Katie relationship and they're just sharing clothes all the time. I don't know. All right. Whatever, Katie. All right. So they struggled. <laughs> yeah, they talked about on Facebook. Who do you say that I am? What a, another dynamic way of putting it this time. Yes. It's a hard question without, I guess it's a hard question to answer if you don't know these two answers to these two questions. Okay what God is yours and what God are you following?
2: Yep.
1: Again, we can use this at a very large perspective of like, okay, what God is mine? Well, the Lord, right? I get that. Congrats. I'll give you a high five later because that's what you deserve. Well, what God are you following? Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. Cause following means what? In a moment. Following means you're taking the next step. You're saying yes, right? You don't need to play Follow the Leader because it's fun. I don't know why you play Follow the Leader, right? But you play – that was a terrible it's example because that's such a stupid game, right? You did this game. Why did you play Follow the Leader? You played it too, man. I know. It's stupid, <laughs> all right? You don't just follow somebody because you don't believe in where they're going, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're lost in the middle of wherever, and so-and-so says that they know how to get out of this place. So we're going to follow that front car, right? We're going to follow this guy because they're in the middle of a forest and so-and-so is like, well, I remember. Yeah. And you say, cool, all right, I'm going to say yes to you. Okay? You're tracking with what I'm saying? Yes.
3: C-3PO, R2-D2.
1: Timon, Pumba, yeah. yeah all that going that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't determine who Jesus is without knowing who your God is. And you can't determine who who Jesus is without knowing how you're following him. Okay? Yeah. This is like you can't truly understand a kid until you understand who their parents are. Right? Ooh. It's really fascinating. I remember when <laughs> Jaden's parents yeah. came to the home Olympics. And then Madison pulled me aside and says, "Now I understand why Jaden is the way he is, right? Uh, now met his parents and we understand how his parents are. And then tada, right? And then we then Madison met your mom at Zach's uh, like send off or something, right? And Madison, uh, your mom literally started crying with Madison in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then we were like, okay, now we understand why Tommy is the way that he is, right? All of these things we understand." Uh, it's fascinating the way this works, okay? Which is kind of cool because he calls us sons and daughters. Cool. Which is also very, very convicting.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: He calls us sons and daughters, but who are we calling dad? Mm-hmm. Creepy. Daddy. Sorry. All right. <laughs> he calls us sons and daughters, but who are we calling father? Right? Are we actually looking like the true father or are we looking like a different father? In that moment, right? Not at large. Cool. We can make excuse all day long for at large. But in the moment, in the moment, in that decision that you made, who is your father in that decision? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: This is huge, guys. If you can grasp onto this tonight. Yeah, exactly. This is amazing, right? So maybe I want to help you answer this question. Okay? I'm just going to list off a couple things okay so some of us put more faith right and faith is what Imagine. the verb the action and the decision faith is in the moment right I don't want to just give excuse to faith but I, and I want to minimize it to that but for the sake of this conversation I think it's a, a proper definition of faith if I have faith I'm going to okay so if I have faith my decision making is going to look different okay so maybe uh maybe some of us put more faith in the moment on girlfriends and boyfriends than relying on the Lord or we actually look to them for that love instead of relying on the Lord for that love
2: yeah
1: in moments right yeah. not at large give ourselves excuse. okay all right then there's this money thing. Okay. So, in the moment, am I going to rely on my finances more or am I going to say, Lord, you're actually in charge of all of it? Yeah. If I have enough money, I can buy everything I need. Therefore, I'm providing for myself. Therefore, in that moment, what? I am God. Okay. Friends. They'll be there for me in my time of need when I need somebody to vent to and rant to. Yeah. Wow. And I'm glad that they sometimes do that. But a good friend says, you shouldn't be talking to me about this. Bad friend says, well, screw them." That. <laughs> That's bad friend.
2: Yes. It's,
1: uh... <laughs> Don't name names. No, I don't know. I just said Teresa. I was going to say it. That's a weird person. No, Teresa. Okay? Mother Teresa. Then, parents. In a moment, we look to our parents to bail us out. Okay, I shouldn't have bought this car that I did, but they're going to bail me out. Why? Because they care for me. They love me. Right? happens? I did. Right? They're going to bail me out. Or if I need this, Bail me out instead of Lord. If you're truly calling me to this, then you'll do it. Yeah, I put faith in my parents, I put maybe faith in my grades, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, some of us have missed a few times because we're caught up working on our grades. Oh, and then therefore, we're saying, Well, my grades determine my destiny and my future Mm -hmm. instead of God Almighty. And in that moment, you're not doing it every single day, but in that moment, you're saying, "Ah, i got to really get my grades up, which, yes, you do, but plan accordingly. Does this make sense? Your job, all of these things, if I work hard enough at my job, then they'll be able to provide more for me. They'll have more health benefits and more perks and all of these things for me. These all can turn into gods in a moment. Yeah sometimes daily
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like let's be real about that you know 100%. daily this can happen
3: yeah okay I can't be just very honest I mean that's been happening to me a lot yeah I mean school and work have almost taken I've, I've, I've let take a part of my life like to the point where I don't even need to be asked to stay late at work because it's almost expected yeah or I'm at school and I have this done, I need to get it done so everything's going to come second.
1: Well, what you just said, Tommy, is so huge. Because when, okay, you said that thing about work, right? He said, okay, uh, they almost expect that I will stay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what gods do. Mm-hmm. They expect- That's what gods do they expect that you are going to stay, that you're going to submit, that you're going to sustain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's huge, man, right? Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Okay? Here's another th- Here's another kind of list that may- maybe will help you out. And hopefully, I hope most of this stuff can be self-diagnosed. Yeah. I don't think that we need to go <laughs> into a six month fast in order to find where our gods are in a moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I think we're all smart enough and we all understand ourselves enough. And that I believe in Holy Spirit's conviction in that area too of like, okay, he's showing me and what am I making decisions on in the moment? Okay. So here's another, here's another thing we can submit to all things, all of these things. Okay. Just like girlfriends to jobs, to money and all that kind of stuff. Here's another list what else can turn into gods in a moment fear
2: 100%.
1: i can completely shut down and dismantle my entire life in submission to fear just like i should dismantle my entire life shut down my entire life and yeah. submit to my entire life to god almighty yeah. but with fear i will actually do the same exact thing mm-hmm. and for this entire will, right stress well, I'm stressed. I cannot go do that thing for you, Tommy. I'm too stressed, and God, you even more so. I can't do that thing for you because I'm way too stressed. Therefore, I am now in what submission to stress in that moment, right? Not all the time, because I don't think all of us are stressed all the freaking time, right? Because it sorry for your heart right sorry for your your brain right but uh all of these things it's not completely it's not always submersive right unless you accept it image i will shut down my entire life for my image and my social media appearance i'll actually delete my entire profile so that i can look like something else Right, you know people do that. Like Selena Gomez did that. She like deleted all the pictures off of her Instagram, so that then she could start this new persona. Oh, I love Selena Gomez. Don't, <laughs> so, yeah, it's fine. It's
3: okay.
1: I didn't notice that about
3: Selena Gomez.
2: Yeah.
1: Well. Okay. guys. All right. So, do this. Yes. Okay. Only post the things that we think are relevant and make us look cool. Yes a.k.a. fear of man, not fear of God, but we won't talk about that tonight, okay? Um, what else? How about insecurity? Oh, Ooh, yeah. insecure, yeah? Insecure, right? Okay. <laughs> insecurity, I will actually not speak. I will actually not show up. I will actually hide in a corner because I'm completely laid my mind down in submission to insecurity. So in that moment guess what your god is insecurity it's sad yeah okay what about being needed i know i know i told it it wasn't going to be easy being needed i can actually dismantle my entire life in the hopes and in the pursuit of being needed instead of Dismantling my entire life in submission to Donald White. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Isn't this fascinating? Yeah. yeah. So, I already know the answer to all these because I've seen you guys' reactions and eyebrows raise. Um, <laughs> but, I already know. But here it is. Have any of these things let you down before? Yes. yes. All of them every single one of them right
2: mm-hmm.
1: every single one of them and it's fascinating that we still continue to revisit them. you know we still continue to run back to them and we still continue to say nope in the moment i'm to to that this, and that but god you're not on even my right and obviously, you guys know all this list because we're here. You've heard me say it times. There's only one God who will never know you now. yeah. There's only one God who knows you and loves you and will provide for you and will always bail you out and frankly holds the blueprints to your life and already knows what you're going to do. Yeah. He's a good God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Does this make sense?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not a TED talk. Okay? This is not a TED talk for you to be oh well, I was challenged Thursday. But now <laughs> it's Friday. So now I'm going to move on.
2: Safe.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that I left the building. Right? This is not what this is supposed to be. I want you to be so self-diagnostic over the next freaking rest of your life where you say, nope, I'm submitting to man right now. Nope, I'm submitting to fear right now. Nope, I'm actually submitting to anxiety right now. I'm actually submitting to my boyfriend or girlfriend right now. I'm actually submitting to Lex right now. I'm not submitting to God Almighty. This is so, so important. And again, this is not just for you to be tickled tonight and be convicted tonight. Mm-hmm. This is for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: This is for the rest of my life.
2: Right?
1: Oh, yeah. So There's those used. Sorry. This is for the rest of our lives. Uh-huh. We're going to have to be checking ourselves and saying, oh, who am I submitting to in the moment?
2: Yeah. Right
1: there. Okay. Um, Jaden, since you got the chargeable Bible, can you yeah. go to Second um, Samuel 22 yeah. for me, real quick? 22. 22.
3: Cool. 32. Cool. 32. Got My, my uh, computer's about to die. Yeah. 22.
2: 32. Cool. Ready? Yep. Read right,
1: to uh, so what? 35? Yeah. Sure. 36. Does that seem better?
2: Yeah. Try it.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> See what it has to say for us.
4: Cool. Second Samuel 32. For who is God except the Lord and who is a rock except our God? 33. God is my strong fortress and he sets the blameless on his way. He makes my feet like deer's feet and sets me on high places. 35. He trains my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 36. You've also given me the shield of your salvation and your help makes me great.
1: Excellent. Everybody write that down. Read it again. I'm just joking. I'll read every word. (laughs) That would be so funny. (laughs) Now write (laughs) that address down. Put it on the middle of your steering wheel. Tape it to the middle of your steering wheel. You have to look at it every day. Tape it to your mirror. Tape it to your ceiling so it's the first thing you see when you wake up. Do whatever you have to do to remember that. And I think sometimes we, Second Samuel 22, 32, or 36. Yes. 22, 32. Just remember that. You'll know when to stop. If you can, okay. Uh, so I, I believe sometimes I believe um, that I view the Bible as a fantasy sometimes, and that it didn't happen in real life. That they're nursery rhymes and cool stories, and they have good moral, but they're just characters in a story, yeah. in a novel or whatever. What I need you to remember that this this entire book. Is an invitation on how to experience Jesus every single day. Not for your benefit entirely, but for his benefit entirely. Right. You will still benefit. I guarantee it. Right. That will not come back void, but don't do it out of, Hey, I just want to benefit from Jesus. No, don't do it out of that. That's dangerous, but do it. And a, I need to benefit Jesus. I need to bring glory to Jesus. The Bible happened. It's infallible. It's without error. Yeah. it's complete in its entirety it's profound in every single way i need your guys' noses in it because what happens is in a moment you don't know what else to turn to but what you're used to yeah right who's repented of a of a same sin 10 times or more yeah i get it everybody has why because we haven't understood the truth over that area yet yeah so we continue to visit the thing that once we thought would work, and we continue to visit it. It's like a dog licks its wounds or a dog returns to its vomit. It's the way it goes, right? Haisley, when she pukes, she tries to lick it up and clean it up right away. Why? Because she wants it to be out of sight, out of mind, so that the master doesn't see. Right? So we return to it. We return to it. It's going to make us puke again. And then we will return to it again. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, what I'm trying to say tonight is God is not in the fear of anger, fear, insecurity, stress, and anxiety. Okay? Yeah. He is the God of all. He's God Almighty. Yeah. Which, good, you know. But in the moment, you know that truth. Not what once worked. Not what once worked over Kara's life. Not what once worked. Over so and so's life, I once worked over your own life, right? I got lucky on Amazon, so I'm gonna go buy whatever, right? Yeah. On the stock market, right? It doesn't always work that way, but what does work is God's word, God's ways, because He's the way, the truth, and life. Okay, if I take that knowledge and that truth and that abundance into every single moment of my the God over my life in the moment will be God Almighty, not something inferior. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? He's a God of fullness and vibrancy. But these writings yeah. actually are from the heart, the mind, and the mouth of God. Does this make sense? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you read the Bible, soak it up, right? I need you, every single article you read on Instagram, I need you to replace it with two more passages of scripture. Articles always have a word count at the bottom of them, okay? Look at that word count. If you read that article, cool. Yippee for you. I'm glad for you. You filled your brain with something inferior. But if you still need to read it, good, more power to you, okay? But in exchange for that, you need to replace it. You need to replace it with God's word. And that word count at the bottom of that article, you need to double it and then put God's word on top of it. Because that is somebody else's perspective who thinks that their writing is more important. Right? Some Some people have great things to say but I have the greatest thing that's ever been said.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I just give you a cheat code on how to saturate your entire life with the Lord's truth. Yeah. Don't look at the headlines. Just like you wouldn't look at the headlines on the, on the, um, on the, whatever it's called, the little headers on the scriptures. You hardly ever look at those. Yeah. Say you freaking bumper sticker Christians.
3: I mean, I believe that's what all the age group. That's how we. Do. <laughs> I hardly ever
0: look at them.
3: Not lies. No. No. I what? used to.
0: It's not. That's how my brain organizes information. Huh? Yes, I said that's how my brain organizes information.
1: And that's how the translator of that Bible has trained you how to do it. What if you were to scratch out all of those and write your own freaking title? (laughs) So many of us, let me get back onto my point. So many of us look at a freaking headline of an article and say, "Okay, that is my truth now. Why don't we do the same thing in the word then, since we all freaking read them, right? You're not looking at them enough to even know, but we won't talk about that. All right. So, this is fascinating. Yes, you need to put your nose in the Bible, right? Yes. Underline it, rewrite it if you need to, make up your own translation if you need to, do something so it doesn't just hit your eyes and then fall back down. Do something so it then impermeates. And saturates your entire decision making, your entire life, because he's not just the god of all; he's the god of all the moments too.
2: Yeah,
1: he's the god of in the moment too, because he has a decision that's already made up for that thing. Just like with the of the five thousand, right? They had an idea. Cool, yippee! They were maybe thirty percent right. Of hey, everybody's hungry right but in the way of going about it was completely wrong jesus remedied that and said nope go seed everybody we're gonna go feed them everybody. we're gonna feed them all yeah right does this make sense yeah i love your guys's ideas but his ways work okay
2: cool